Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Greetings. How are you doing? How is... (laughs) How are you doing coming out of virus jail? Um, it's been an interesting year, hasn't it? Uh, really a crazy time to to be alive and to um, pay attention to how we, we handle these sort of things and really just tuning into ourselves and thinking about what we're making this all mean and what we're how we're perceiving this whole pandemic. Um, as a reminder, I want to be your career coach. So reach out to me, connect with me on social media. I've given you the whole deets before. And also you can schedule a 45-minute consult with me. I'll talk more about that at the end if you would like to take this work further and work with me one-on-one. All right, so today we're talking about persistence strategies for your COVID job search. So whether you were out of work when the, the virus hit and the pandemic hit, whether you are out of work because of the virus, whether you are still working but just want to look elsewhere for a job. Persistence has never been more important than it is right now. And I'm hearing from a lot of my clients words of kind of discouragement. And I can always tell in their actions whether they are, you know, keeping their, their thoughts kind of aligned with their goal or not. So what I want to offer you today is some strategies to keep you going in the midst of what is probably the most challenging work environment, job search environment in the history of of the, the world, I think. I don't think that's an overstatement. And the way that I know that my clients are struggling is because of their results. They're not doing their job search assignments. So if I give you a little window into working with me, Clients have homework every week, and it can be anything from researching particular employers to doing some self-evaluation to setting up networking meetings, adding to their LinkedIn connections. It can be any of those kinds of things. And if they come back the next week, and I know they haven't done it, and I'm not going to beat them up. I'm not. (laughs) That's not who I am. I'm a coach. What I want to do is find out why they haven't done the things. And I always know that that has to do with what they're thinking. So what I want you to do is then take this kind of this information and I want you to think about your job search strategy. And I want you to ask yourself these three questions. Am I setting daily job search goals? Am I scheduling time on my calendar for those things? So am I actually allotting time specifically for my job search specific tasks that I'm to do? And then am I doing the things that I schedule the time to do? So am I following through? Do I have my own back in that I can trust myself to do what I say I'm going to do? So for those of you who are struggling, I want to kind of give you some premises to accept as kind of realities right now. So nothing has gone wrong, right? I think we we want to think that there's something horribly wrong with the world right now. There's something must be wrong with us because we lost our job. Um, there must be something terribly wrong that our company went maybe went out of business, whatever the case may be. But it, I promise you it was always going to be this way. So here are some realities, some premises before we dig into these persistent strategies. Number one, this is the toughest job market in probably ever. So I say that not to discourage you, but to contextualize 
whatever's happening with you. And we're going to be talking about that. So when that discouragement inevitably comes up, because it's going to come up even in a regular job search, but for sure in a job search in 2020, remembering that I'm in the midst of the toughest job market in the history of ever, um, it really helps to kind of contextualize what you're experiencing. Number two, employers are having to figure out whether they're even going to open their doors tomorrow, right? So some of them have already closed, some have declared bankruptcy, some seem to be kind of waffling as to whether they're going to open, or they've opened on very shaky ground. And so understanding that, understanding that there's all kinds of different scenarios going on for these different companies, and we can't just assume kind of one size fits all, you know, the they're back in business. Number three, closely related. Employers are are trying to figure out how to do this hiring process with these new realities, right? So let's say they have reopened their doors. And let's say that many of the people that worked for them before are no longer available for whatever reason. So they've got massive hiring. I'm seeing companies that are hiring 100, 200, 300 people and more And they have to figure out how to do that. They probably don't have a playbook for that. So I say that to say, have some compassion for them as they go through this process because they're learning as well and they're going to make mistakes and they're going to stumble. Number four, hurry up and wait is going to be the order of the day. And that requires a lot of patience for you and a lot of understanding on your part. So you kind of have to do the things you need to do, do them by the timeline that you are asked to do them, whatever the deadline is for whatever it is. But know that the response that you hope to get back may take a lot longer than it would normally take just because of everything else that's going on. And then finally... I believe with all my heart that the candidates who are willing to go beyond just applying online are the ones who are going to win the jobs. That has always been true. The people who are willing to utilize their network, get creative about how they allow themselves to stand out, how they help themselves to stand out in a crowded job market. It's never been more important than it is right now. So by taking some of the strategies that I've talked about in recent podcast episodes, I've certainly done this work with my clients one-on-one in in their coaching programs, has really helped them to see, okay, it's just a matter of me exercising my creativity, exercising my problem-solving ability, and being, being sure to ask my brain, how can I solve this problem? How can I overcome this hurdle? How can I whatever, as opposed to I don't know how, or I don't know what to do, because that shuts that creativity, it shuts the innovation, it shuts the problem solving right down. So here are my persistent strategies for job searching right now. Number one, I want you to state your job search goal daily, out loud, to yourself, to significant others in your life. I don't mean, you know, everybody that you run into necessarily, but certainly with the people that matter to you and certainly to yourself. So you might say, I will have a job as a whatever job title by whatever date, general time frame, could be the end of 2020, could be by before, you know, Labor Day, it could be however you want to phrase it. And understand that, of course, that that goal, you know, it may not turn out exactly that way. You may not have exactly the job title you state your intention for. It may not happen by the same date that you set in your intention. But setting an intention gives you direction and gives you focus. And it, it is very motivating. So number one, state your job search goal daily. Number two, 
Develop a job search strategy that makes sense in today's job search market, preferably with the help of someone like me, with a job search coach, because it's a very different world out there right now. It's a very challenging climate, but it is doable. But having someone who both has the strategies for job search, but also helps you with your mindset piece, that's a really powerful combination right now. So once you have your job search strategy, then you want to calendar in the specific activities that you will do for that strategy. So for example, if one of your strategies is to reach out to your LinkedIn connections, how many per day? How specifically will you reach out to them? What is your ask for them, right? So having specific goals, especially in a a challenging market like this, it can get pretty easy to get into sort of rote activities that are just activities. They don't really have a goal. Like I'm going to look at... I'm going to look at a job board for two hours today, but there's no there's no driving purpose behind it. But when you set some specific goals, I want to reach out to this many people. I want to set this many networking meetings, of course, virtually probably right now. But those goal settings can be very powerful in motivating you and moving you forward. Number three... You want to reward yourself for having your own back. So I mentioned this a moment ago, but setting those goals and then following through on what you say you're going to to do is a really great way to develop the relationship with yourself. We tend to be very good at following through on what we promise other people and less good at following through on what we promise ourselves. So you really want to get good at that. And this is a great opportunity for you to build that muscle. And then when you do the things for that day that you said you were going to do, you had calendared in, you did them all, you want to give yourself a reward for having your own back and for getting those things done. Many people don't want to reward themselves until they get the job. And as I've said before, getting the job is the reward. Let's reward ourselves for doing the things that will get us the job. And you want to make sure that that reward doesn't have a net negative consequence. So, you know, if you if you reward yourself with a bowl of ice cream every day, it could be a problem. If you reward yourself with a bottle of wine every night, it could be a problem. So really thinking about, okay, I'm going to take the dog for a walk. I'm going to give myself a manicure, pedicure, whatever it is. But just be a, a true recognition and celebration of what you did for that day. Number four recognize your achievements. Now, I made this one a separate bullet. I I played back and forth with this, but I decided I wanted to be separate because the previous one about having your own back and giving yourself a reward is is about the doing part of this, right? I did the things on my list for this day, and here's my reward. This one, recognizing your achievement. So recognizing your achievements is really about looking at what you're doing and what results it's achieving. So it's kind of a little bit more of a macro level. So I've given you some examples here. Maybe you set a goal of reaching 500 LinkedIn connections. Big reward for achieving that. Maybe you spoke up at an online networking event. You had a goal of, okay, now I've been in this networking event for a couple weeks. I haven't spoken up now. This time I'm going to do it. Maybe you have your first virtual one-on-one networking meeting with someone. Big reward. Maybe you were able to offer help to someone else um, who is job searching. So that's one of those things that might not be on your your list of the day, like I want to help somebody else. But in your networking meeting, you realize you were able to provide substantive value to the other person, referral, um, an idea, a best practice, whatever it might be. Recognize that and reward yourself for that. 
And then finally, for sure, getting your first interview, no matter how it goes, no matter how interested you are in that job, the fact that you got an interview, reward yourself for that. So that's number four. Number five, you want to plan for anxiety to be your passenger throughout this event. Just don't let it drive the vehicle. And I've talked about this before. So important that you don't wait until you're not anxious because you're not, it's not going to happen, right? So we don't let the anxiety drive the vehicle. We don't let the anxiety decide whether we do the things, whether we make the call, whether we reach out to the person. We thank it for its concern. It's, you know, I think of it as being in the back seat. I can look at it and give it a finger wave from my rear view mirror, but I'm not getting its, I'm not allowing its input to affect where I go and what I do in, in my vehicle. So the, the trick here then is to be anxious, recognize that you're anxious. You're not trying to push it away or, or deny it. I'm really feeling, it's okay. Just say it out loud. I'm really feeling nervous about making this call and that's okay. I must be doing it right. So just recognize it. Let it be the passenger that it is. So number four, playing for anxiety to be your passenger. Just don't let it drive the vehicle. Number six, be aware of the sentences in your head. So important. Persistence killers like no one is hiring, I'm never going to get a job, they have no place in your thought repertoire. So when you catch yourself thinking those kinds of thoughts, you just want to gently redirect your mind to your goal sentence, that one that we talked about in number one. And and here's the deal. Here's the big point of this is that you don't want to beat yourself up for thinking the persistence killing thoughts. Just recognize them and thank them and then keep going, redirecting back to your, your uh, sentence, your, your good sentence, your goal sentence. That's just your prehistoric brain that's trying to keep you safe. It does not recognize the difference between a job search and a mastodon at the cave. It's okay. Number seven, don't try to do this in isolation. As I mentioned earlier, I highly recommend a job search coach. I also love job search coaching programs like group programs. I offer these as well. What you don't want to do is surround yourself with disgruntled job seekers, right, who are just bitching and moaning, right? You want to be around other humans who are full of anxiety, just like you, but are focused on your goal, just like on their goal, just like you. So you you're not going to be around a bunch of perfect people who think life is grand and glorious and this is the best fun they've ever had. They are hopeful, realistic, forward-focused, goal-oriented people. And you also want to surround yourself with positivity around what you listen to, what you watch, the friends you hang around with. So even if you're not talking about job search things, you want to keep it positive. So if you've got some friends who are historically negative Nellies, you know, maybe just kind of be a little careful about the time that you spend around them during this period. So number seven, don't try to do this in isolation. Number eight, don't make any of this mean anything about you. You're going to get rejected. You're going to hear crickets where you wish, you know, you'd be like, a rejection is better than this. The phone isn't going to ring off the hook. You're not going to be getting tons of interviews. It's not you. It's the job market. Repeat, repeat, repeat. It's not me. It's the job market. It's not me. It's the job market. Now, that sentence is meant to motivate you, not drive you to inaction, right? So if you think about that and you think, and you're, and you're feeling when you think that thought, it's not me, it's the job market, is, is like commitment, 
then that's great. But if you think that and it's like, nah, you know, I'm demotivated, I feel frustrated, then that's not going to work. So if you're going to have that thought, it's not me, it's the job market, make sure it's coming from a place of positivity for you. Number nine, I want you to dress for the occasion. I think many of you have chosen as your new daily uniform kind of pajamas or sweats, and there's something just about getting dressed and fixing your hair, ladies putting on some makeup. It just gets you in the right frame of mind. I do this every day in my business because I'm on Zoom calls with clients, uh, and of course I've been I've been working from home for the better part of a, a decade, and I get dressed every single day. There's just something about it. So (laughs) don't miss the bath. Practice good hygiene habits. You know, look your best. It really does matter. Even if you're not going to be having contact, face-to-face contact with potential employers, if you're just doing your your stuff in isolation, still, there's something about getting dressed that makes you feel like you're more going to work, which is really what you're doing with your job search. And then finally, number 10, take care of yourself. It is difficult enough to conduct a job search right now without the added challenge of you feeling physically awful, right? So you want to plan your food intake, decide what kind of exercise you're going to do, and schedule that in. Just put it on your calendar just like you are your job search. And make sure you're addressing any medical issues. I know that for me right now, it's like, oh, but I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if they're seeing patients. So it's really easy to put that stuff off. But if there is a medical issue that is going to either affect your job search or affect your ability to do the job, let's get it taken care of. And here's the analogy I came up with. You wouldn't expect your vehicle to take you on a cross-country trip without filling it up with gas several times, (laughs) changing the oil, getting all your belts checked, etc., right? You're going to make sure that car is in tippy-top shape. So your body is the vehicle that's going to drive you to your next job. You want to take excellent care of it so it can support you in in getting this goal. So that's what I have for you today. Again, if you would like help with this, if you would like a one-on-one consult with me, see the link to my calendar in the show notes. That is a 45-minute free consult. I ask you questions about where you are now, where you want to go, and what you have done, if anything, to get there. We're going to do sort of a gap analysis. I will then prescribe for you, whether that is working with me, another resource, working with another professional, whatever I believe is in your best interest. I am genuinely going to be in that consult from a place of service to you. And of course, if I think I can help you, I will let you know what that would look like and give you the specifics of that and answer any questions you may have. So I hope that um, if that's something that you're ready to do, reach out and uh, schedule something on my calendar and I'll see you next week. Take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.